0: And a very good afternoon to, you Dan Pazzini reporting for new media broadcasters, Montana at noon. Thanks for joining us for this Thursday edition. Let's first take a look at the weather command forecast for the rest of our Thursday and into that weekend and next week. And now let's take a look at our weather command forecast. Rest of today' is going to be colder, mostly cloudy, with highs around 20 degrees, and northwest winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy in the evening then becoming mostly cloudy, with areas of fog after midnight, lows five below to zero. Northeast winds 5 to 10 miles per hour, shifting to the east after midnight. Friday is going to be mostly cloudy. Areas of fog in the morning. A 20 percent chance of snow in the afternoon, with highs around 20 degrees. and east winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Wind chill readings of 10 to 20 below zero in the morning. Friday night snow, patchy blowing snow, moderate snow accumulations. Lows 5 to 10. Northeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. Chance of snow near 100 percent. Saturday is going to have snow likely, patchy blowing snow. Light snow accumulations, with highs fifteen to twenty, and north winds ten to twenty miles per hour, chance of snow seventy percent. Saturday night, colder, mostly cloudy with a twenty percent chance of snow, lows five below to zero. Sunday's gonna be partly cloudy, with highs ten to fifteen. Sunday night, mostly clear, lows five below to zero degrees. Monday won't be as cold, partly cloudy, with highs twenty to twenty five. Meanwhile, Monday night and Tuesday is gonna be mostly clear, with lows ten to fifteen and highs at thirty to thirty five degrees. Tuesday night, partly cloudy, lows around 20, and finally Wednesday is going to be partly cloudy with highs 35 to 40 degrees. First let's take a look at the local stories in our area. The Haver Food Bank received a generous donation on Monday when 280 boxes filled with milk, cheese, protein, and produce came from the Farmers to Family Food Boxes program from the USDA arrived at their door. Jordan Alpha Terrace is a member of the food bank and says they needed help from the community in order to get the food into the hands of local residents. We're a little overwhelmed when the truck showed up, so we made a quick call out to Tillman's. They sent a gentleman down with a forklift within the hour and helped us unload the the truck. And then after that, we had loads of individual volunteers come in. Another shipment is expected to arrive this coming Monday morning, with boxes being handed out starting at around 10 a.m. We're going to put some signs up, organize the drive-through a little bit, and then we're just going to load up cars and Anybody and everybody's welcome to come, and if you are able to come and another family isn't, you know, come and we'll, we'll load you up for them too. There are no qualifications or paperwork required to receive boxes. Just one day after the Phillips County Health Department reported that five staff members of the Highline Retirement Center had recently tested positive for COVID-19, several new cases were discovered at a center in Malta. Of the eight new COVID-19 cases Phillips County reported Wednesday, seven were related to the HLRC. Three are staff members and four are residents. Phillips County Health Department and the HLRC say they've been taking every step they can to protect staff and residents of the center. Contact tracing has been completed and they will try to keep the public informed on the situation. Phillips County has reported 156 total COVID-19 cases. 19 are active, including one hospitalization. 137 have recovered. The United States Senate Commerce Committee held an oversight hearing on Wednesday morning to discuss the future of Amtrak, just days after the Empire Builder line moved to a tri-weekly service. Paul Tuss, Executive Director of Bear Paw Development Corporation, testified at the hearing on the invitation of U.S. Senator John Tester. I know personally how significant this is to Montana's economy. I think it's going to have a significant and detrimental impact. Our folks are just not going to be able to use Amtrak as they have in the past. Once that service becomes less reliable, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that they're not going to use it. The other witness that testified was Amtrak CEO William Flynn, who Tester said did not provide adequate answers. We've seen this with other routes where they've reduced them and then they've never, ever, ever came back. And uh, I think it's just too important for the state of Montana, and particularly the northern tier, not to have everyday service. So we're going to push them. Both Tester and fellow Senator Steve Daines, who introduced us at the hearing, have expressed the need for Amtrak funding to be in the next COVID relief package. But their parties disagree on what else should be included. Hill County reported 29 new COVID-19 cases and one COVID-19-related death on Wednesday. Hill County has now reported at least one COVID-19-related death for three straight days and sixth in the last eight days. Overall, Hill County has reported 649 total COVID-19 cases, 269 are active, including 12 hospitalizations, 362 have recovered, and 18 have died. Also on Wednesday, the Chippewa Cree Business Committee announced that they would be terminating the lockdown of Rocky Boys Reservation, effective at 6 a.m. on October 22nd. The stay-at-home order and curfew mandate remain in place. The curfew is now daily from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. The Hill County Health Board met on Wednesday afternoon and approved Health Officer Kim Larson's recommendations in order to control the spread of COVID-19 if case rates don't slow dramatically. This means, if Hill County reports 58 more cases of COVID-19 between October 26th and November 1st, social gatherings will be limited to no more than 25 people, regardless of the ability to social distance. Restaurants, bars, distilleries, casinos, and breweries will be limited to 50% capacity. Schools, school activities, and sports are exempt. Larson will define what a social gathering is and will issue a draft order on October 26 to provide public notice. The restriction would begin on November 4th and would last for one month. The case number for restrictions is based on per capita benchmarks used by places such as Yellowstone County. And now turning our attention into state news. A Northwestern Montana man is charged with killing his father by setting their house on fire and blocking the exits. Jason Weldelee made an initial appearance in Flathead County Justice Court Wednesday on a charge of deliberate homicide for the October 17th death of Daniel Weldelee. Jason Weldeley did not enter a plea. His bail is set at $250,000. Court records say Daniel Weldelee was unable to get around or out of the house without assistance. Deputies found a dresser and shelves barricading a door and bed springs against a window. A preliminary autopsy report found he died of smoke inhalation in the house near Summers. A long-term care facility in Montana has been sued after health officials said its staff was negligent and allowed the coronavirus to spread through the facility in Whitefish earlier this year. The AP reported that the lawsuit was filed Tuesday by the estates of three residents at Whitefish Care and Rehabilitation who died from complications caused by COVID-19. The lawsuit argued that at least 13 people died at the facility. The county has had 23 coronavirus-related deaths. The lawsuit named the 100-bed long-term care facility and its administrator, Reed Crickmore. Crickmore did not respond to email or phone messages on Wednesday seeking comment. A recent campaign finance report shows Republican Greg Gianforte used $4 million more of his own money to help fund his bid to become Montana's next governor in the November election. That brings the total amount the congressman has loaned himself to more than $7.5 million. Gianforte also raised $220,000 during the month-long reporting window that ended October 14th. His Democrat opponent, Lt. Gov. Mike Cooney, raised $910,000 during that span. Excluding Gianforte's own money he has used, both candidates have raised about $3.4 million in contributions throughout their campaigns. The figures show. Hospitals around the United States are starting to buckle from a resurgence of COVID-19 cases, with several states setting records for numbers of people hospitalized and leaders scrambling to find extra beds and staff. New highs in cases have been reported in states big and small, from Idaho to Ohio, in recent days. With persistent resistance to statewide mass mandates, some states are relying on individuals to do the right thing to stem the tide of the virus. Other states are worried about the spike putting pressures on the healthcare system and are making plans for ensuring those infected get hospital care they need. And now let's take a look at the wheat prices for our area. First in Hill County, a bushel of winter wheat is at $5.24, with spring wheat coming in at $5.19. Down Highway 2 east in Blaine County, a bushel of winter wheat's at $5.14, with spring wheat slated also at $5.14. In Liberty County, a bushel of winter wheat is coming in at $5.29 with spring wheat slated at $5.19. Down Highway 87 in Shoto County, a bushel of winter wheat is at $5.24 with spring wheat slated at $5.19. And finally East in Phillips County, a bushel of winter wheat and spring wheat are both coming in at $5.09. We currently have no funeral notices for this Thursday. Thanks again for joining us. Remember. Seven days a week, we are your primary news source, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Reporting for new media broadcasters, I'm Dan Pazzini. Have yourself a fantastic Thursday, a great Friday, and awesome weekend.